Wellnesspreneurs, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? It's time to pull up a seat and align your third eye on the prize. Each week, we will have conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B. My name is Jessica Cross, and I am so excited to link arms with you and get started. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye on the Prize. It's Jessica Cross, and I am thrilled to be sharing a wonderful episode I had with my lovely friend, Julie Afsahi. Julie is the co-owner and co-founder of Soul Strong Yoga, a company dedicated to high-quality yoga, meditation, and teacher professional development for all. Julie is passionate about sharing practical business skills and tools to increase profitability for other heart-centered entrepreneurs. Julie leads a business mentorship program for yoga teachers and entrepreneurs, and she is a 500-hour yoga teacher and trainer. She has so much wonderful knowledge to share with you, and her story is incredible. I know you're going to love everything that she has to say. Let's dive in. Hey, Julie. So good to be here with you. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So we... I'm just so grateful for your time and for being open to having a conversation with us today and and everybody listening. I know they're going to love your story and, you know, you're just so lovely and good and that's going to come through. And I I just can't wait to to share this with everybody. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. But I spend time with you as always. Oh, likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime I get a chance to just sit and gab with you is like something that I want to do pretty much every day. So yeah, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Um, Okay. So of course we want to start at the beginning and I just want to hear a little bit about your journey and, you know, you have such an interesting story. I'm really hoping that we can get, um, you know, a little bit of your background and how you came into this beautiful business that you have with Soul Strong and all the lovely things that you're bringing into the world. Well, I feel super lucky that I got to open a business with one of my dearest friends. So that's pretty amazing. And I feel very extra special and not Steppy day. And a lot of people just call her Steppy. And we've known each other forever and ever. Our family goes all the way back to our grandfathers being good friends and who knows before that. But so I grew up with her, you know, her and her brother and her family's a big part of our family. But um, the practice of yoga, I've been practicing yoga, you know, for a long time, like a lot of us. And a lot of the time was very spotty and off and on. And I had a very different life before I was teaching public school and then worked some in the private private sector, also in education and was working on a PhD in education and then uh, started losing control of my muscle movement and ended up in the hospital and no one knew what was wrong. And I was pretty much in bed for a few years. And then it turned out that I did have a rare neuromuscular disease, but at the same time, it also turned out that even before my diagnosis and even before getting on the right medications, I was making some pretty big gains with the practice of yoga and meditation. 
So when you're in that state and you're making any improvement at all without any kind of medication, it's pretty remarkable. So that, you know, really kind of opened uh, my eyes to just the healing power of, of yoga alone as a practice. And with that, I realized I wasn't going to be able to quote unquote, like go back to my old job and have the same career as before and finish my program because I still have lasting effects of my disease. And Sepide and I were just always doing a ton of yoga together. And then I was driving forever to go to yoga studios from Pflugerville and we're just like, maybe we should open some studios close to us, like where we live <laughs> and share this practice with more people. So that's kind of how it all started for me. And Sepide has her own, her own journey with yoga that's equally as powerful and beautiful, um, but less to do with the physical benefits of yoga and more around the emotional and mental health benefits of yoga. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love the two of you together. You and, and Seppi are just so special and I love your story. And I, I guess I didn't realize that the families were that so close, like so close going so far back. That's super cool and rare to hear. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say that their families like have had these best friend relationships to bring them into like the curtain day. And then your personal journey, just going through this disease and, you know, kind of figuring out what, you know, what's your new normal and being right. open to something that was, uh, didn't look anything like what your previous life looked like. That's so powerful. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, long story short, just like, so thankful that I have something um, like yoga and meditation, because I always think of it two ways, like, you know, yoga and meditation can help you in your wellness and in your health to do a lot of things, right? We, there's like all sorts of studies around improvements in our nervous system, our muscular system, vestibular system, all these things, we know that it makes an impact. But in my experience, like with my disease, there's only, it can't correct everything. Like on some cellular level, like something's happening that's not, I'm not able to fix with yoga, but yoga and meditation then helps me cope with that helps me live in the present, helps me not worry about, oh, when's the other shoe going to drop? Am I going to have a bad day tomorrow? Am I going to have a flare? So it's like this two-part system of wellness where it helps you with the actual symptoms, but then also just the taxing nature of having a chronic illness on your emotions and your psyche. Mm, yeah, that that's really incredible. It to the, the twofold nature to your practice is that's incredible. Um, I can only imagine the uh, emotional and mental aspects that a chronic disease must have on you as an individual. And then also as a business owner, when you're, you know, 
you're a small business owner. You're constantly working. And and for those of you who don't who don't know, I you know, I know Julie and Seppi outside of the podcast, and I see behind the scenes only a fraction of the amount of work that it must take for you guys to, to continue to show up. And so I just want to commend you for continuing to show up for your community in times when it must be even hard to get out of bed. Like that's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And you Aww, know, yeah. it's, it's so it's seen by the way, and it's, it's so much appreciated and um, you know, so bravo to you for, for getting through all that. And, and it's so nice that you found the tools to help you, to help you get through. That's so, that's so incredible. So you, you talked a little bit about driving all over creation to get to, <laughs> to yoga studios <laughs> so you could practice and uh, with Seppi and, you know, kind of build yourself up um, so you can continue down your journey. And so at what point were you like, okay, so let's do this thing. <laughs> I think when we had said it for like every week for a year, you know, when we go to lunch all the time, like after yoga class, we're always going to Costa de Luz in South Austin. Like, yeah, I really think it would be so cool to have a yoga studio. And then it was like a year later, we were like, we're still kind of talking about this, you know, where it's like an itch you can't scratch kind of situation. And it's really lingering in your mind as a possibility. And it's not really going away. Like you still want to do this. <laughs> so then we just had this conversation and we were like, are we going to do this? Yeah, I think we are going to do this. And then from there, um, we got moving really quickly. We were like, let's find a space. We, we really had also a pretty unified vision and what we wanted. So that was really helpful as well. But once we said yes, it was really quick from that moment till opening, it all happened very fast. Like oh within gosh. very fast, I think for a business, like not very fast for other, <laughs> like still like six months, but like, <laughs> I think to have your doors open in six months after like a conversation at a restaurant, it's like pretty good. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I actually didn't even know that it had come together that quickly because yeah, like you said, from a business standpoint, it's, you know, it can take sometimes years for people to get ready yes. to step in. And so you guys, I love, but I actually love that because it's like when you've made a decision and you've put it out into the world, it's already happening. Like it's there if you want it. So you guys just made it happen. It's like, reminds me, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but just like other relationships as well. Like once you realize someone is like your soulmate, either as a life partner or as like a close friend, and then, you know, you like meet someone and then you're just kind of like hanging out a little bit here and there. And then you realize like, you guys were meant to be great friends, best friends. And then you end up hanging out together all the time. It's like the same thing with Soulstrong. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Your yoga studio bestie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soulstrong, we realized we wanted to be best friends with Soulstrong. And then from there, we were just hanging out with Soulstrong all the time. <laughs> and here on forever. <laughs> and here on forever. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so like, how did that, from, from that six month point where you're like, the, the two of you look at each other and you're like, okay, we're doing this to the doors opening process. Like, how did that feel? Like, was it exciting and exhilarating or were there moments where you're like, 
oh boy, like what are we getting ourselves into? Like, how did all that feel? <laughs> I have <laughs> kind of a metaphor for how we operate and it has to do with we bought, okay, so we were like, we're going to open this yoga studio. There's a lot of components. You know, we actually, we weren't completely willy-nilly. We met with uh, People Fund is an excellent organization. I'd love to give them a shout out for any entrepreneurs out there or future entrepreneurs. They hooked us up with like a really high quality mentor who was helping us with our financial planning and projections. So there were like technical parts and pieces like, uh, you know, getting the legal stuff set up and everything like that. But at the same time, we have a little bit, I think of a personality thing that helps us like move quickly in life. We bought this like crazy kitchen island that someone's father had made them off Craigslist. And we were like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna sand this down. We're gonna refinish it. It's gonna be our front desk. And it weighs like, so, I mean, you've seen our front desk. It's like so heavy, it's like 400 pounds or something. We're like, we don't know where it's gonna go, like, but we're gonna figure this out. And so we like borrow some electric sanders, sand it, refinish it. And we were just so confident, like, doing that process we're like yeah we totally know what we're doing like our overconfidence is so ridiculous like we've never sanded anything we didn't know what we we're doing we never like refinished anything we don't know anything about anything and we like do the whole thing and we're like oh my god like this is amazing like look at we didn't even do the backside. backside's like so ugly we're like this is freaking amazing and then the, our next door neighbor comes over who does like a lot of woodwork and he's like what you know what grain did you use what direction and we were like, oh, I don't know. Like, here's the sand. He was like, this is all wrong. Like, y'all did this all wrong. He's like, do you want me to like redo this whole thing? And we we're like, no, it's fine. What are you talking about? Like, this is incredible. <laughs> but I, I, love it. Like, <laughs> I feel like you have to have that kind of personality where you're just like so overconfident. Like, no, 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 we can, we can do this. Like, we've never had a small business. Like, we're fine. We can do this. Like. COVID happens and no one wants to go into an indoor space. We're like, no, 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 we're fine. Like we got this under control. <laughs> Don't you want to like change your schedule, maybe decrease, you know, the pay for people because you have no money. No, no, we're fine. It's fine. We, li we like the way we do things. So we just kind of have this attitude of confidence, um, even though we have nothing to support it. <laughs> but I think that's what's so beautiful about it like and I I think that's where you're going with your metaphor of the front desk and um if you if you go to soul strong Texas uh, soul strong yoga texas.com you can see the front desk I think if it's still somewhere in your photo gallery yeah. it's, it's beautiful and I would never <laughs> have known no but really I never would have known the wood grains wrong because I don't know anything about wood sanding either um that's definitely not my expertise but it's kind of like, um, you know, there, there's this like way that people say, this is the right way to start a business mm -hmm. or yeah. this is, this is the right way. No, 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 don't stray from that because, you know, you're going to end up in dark territory, but it's kind of like when you can step outside the rule book and have some confidence in yourself that you're like, no, I, I can figure this out. I can do this. That's where like the magic happens because a lot of people get stuck you know, before the sanding process even begins, because they're like, I don't, right. it's, it's 400 pounds. I can't get it upstairs. I'm never going to do it again. So yeah. I quit here. 
with entrepreneurship, it's definitely like rip off the bandaid. Like mm-hmm. you're always ripping off the bandaid. You just don't have a minute to overanalyze because you're going to get so overwhelmed with the number of moving pieces, like with opening a business, just like the financing and the legal things, the legal pieces and the insurance, like all these things, the rent, all the stuff, the hiring. <laughs> Like if you sit there and think about it too much, you're going to freak out and not do it. (laughs) There's definitely a, just like, we got this, like, let's keep going forward. You know, you just have to ride the momentum. And I feel like that actually, maybe because we're only three years old, um, but that is still very much part of the business. Like we're always growing and building out new pieces of our business. And it's the same kind of feeling like, okay, we want to do this thing. I feel like I need like 30 certifications before I open this program, but you know what? I'm just going to do it. I think this is going to do well. And then it does like people want it. And I think that's the other thing. Um, We're good listeners. And so I feel like we have kind of a good sense of like what people are craving out in the yoga world in terms of offerings at the studio, and then also in terms of teacher training, which you and I are going to talk about in a little bit, Um, but just being a good listener and seeing, like, what do people really want out of the space, out of our business? Like, what do people want? And then just kind of go, making it happen, going for it. Yeah, and not overanalyzing your next step. It's just like, (laughs) cool, this, this, (laughs) (laughs) again, I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's why it works, because we could, we could sit for years and overanalyze plans and collect certifications like you were saying to make us feel ready but then you might see somebody just fly right on by you that (laughs) has has that that same approach that you guys do where you're like no like you know we're we're trying this we're doing this and we don't need to wait for somebody's permission right I love that all right so like you said you've been open for three years how's it going (laughs) I mean, anyone, I think so many industries right now during COVID, it's like minute to minute, you know, if you talk to me today, I'm feeling really great about everything. Uh, Things are starting to pick up, but I would say just a week ago, I was probably shedding a few tears, you know, worried about what's going to happen and, um, you know, how long will it take in terms of like safely filling spaces again and all that kind of stuff. So it's really like, I think I'm pretty stereotypical small business entrepreneur startup culture. Like today I'm fine, tomorrow, who knows? But I think overall, um, the piece that is so like outstanding and just like makes my heart skip a beat is how strong the core community of the studio is is amazing and I would not have it would have not been as clear if we didn't go through something like this Mm. like there was it's just like life I feel like this yoga studio is like a metaphor for life but like when a big thing happens so like I had a big health crisis you and then you see these core people like Seppi's a great example of that. Like 
these core people who've always been with you, your relationship just becomes stronger with them when you're in crisis. And the same thing with Soul Strong. It was like, we had, you know, there's so many wonder, every person who's come through our doors is wonderful. But through this crisis, we really leaned on each other again for the community and for the healing benefits of yoga. And we realized like what we have is really special. Like these people are really special and the connection we have is so special. So whatever it takes, we have to get through this together. So the flip side of crisis is the coming together of people. Um, and that's, we've been so fortunate. Yeah, it, your community is incredible. It, time and time again, do I see them, you know, showing up and, and even, you know, at early times of the pandemic where they're the little popping in on the Zoom screens, the Brady Bunch of all of our community mm-hmm. just showing back up. They're, you know, at home, in the studio, online, even, you know, supporting you guys on social media and, and sharing your offerings, inviting people to things that are coming up because, you know, they feel so strongly about your brand and what you're offering that they're like, they can't help themselves, but tell people about it. And it's so special and it's so unique that you guys have that. And I'm just, just so glad to see it because you deserve you're it You're a big all. part like, of it. Well, thank you. Thank that's you. that's kind of you to say, but it would not, I couldn't be a part of it if you guys didn't build it and didn't nurture it in, in the way that you do and, and invite those people, the your people, you kind of shine your light out and they're like, ah, oh, that's, that's me. That's, that's my light. And it brings them in. Um, so I, but like, it's, it's as silly as that sounds, but it's like, so it's true. It's true. And, you know, something like, um, you know, if you're listening outside of the area, you know, we're, we're in a, the North Austin suburb and it's, it's kind of been a yoga desert for, you know, most of the time mm-hmm. I've been here and I'm sure many years before that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, you kind of wonder when you step into a space like this, does, does it work? You know, does, mm-hmm. does the area need it? And you guys mm-hmm. took that chance and I just love mm-hmm. it because it so did and your people came, they came and they're still coming mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just so amazing. It's so, so amazing. Even post pandemic or well, whatever we are in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, what are we? That's what I want to Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, business-wise, you know, it's really starting to grow. Um, and thank goodness, too, it wasn't our first year. Like, so many of these yoga studios and Pilates studios that were really just very, very new to the scene and really got hammered, you know, by by COVID. If you didn't have a client base, it's impossible to then, you know, start to build. It was, you had to have some kind of existing client base. Mm -hmm. So we're really fortunate with the timing again, that we were just so brazen and we're like, let's just start the studio three years ago. Like, (laughs) and I mean, to me, it's kind of morbid, but I think to anybody who's dealt with a serious health complication, you really understand, unfortunately, how fragile life is. It's so, it's it's actually drastically changed my mentality. 
Um, and it, it is morbid. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think I have a pretty morbid perspective on things, but it does push me to do stuff. Like I make pretty quick decisions uh, where I wasn't always like that. And I was, um, and Steffi Day has really good gut instincts and she was like on board, then I was on board. So, but thank goodness, like we had been in business a couple years uh, to weather this kind of storm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that that might be a morbid perspective for some, but I, I can totally understand and appreciate like where you're coming from that, from that. I think it's actually in some ways um, a small gift from, you know, a, mm -hmm. a really rough thing to, to go through and to continue to weather, um, yeah. you know, to, to be able to, to move with certainty or <laughs> whatever, whatever certainty is, yeah. but, you know, some, you know, it's like, I don't have a, year or two to sit and overthink this mm -mm. like mm -hmm. it's now because you don't know and none of us do by the way so yeah. we know we don't know how much time we have and it's it's precious as trite as that might sound that yeah that we move when we can um, so if someone's listening and simultaneously like online shopping right now just buy the shoes <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I said this in your intro, but she's a, she's a shopping enabler. Um, <laughs> the earrings that I'm wearing right now came from Julie's beautiful choices. In the, in You're the, a shopping. I, I remember um, sending you like a million texts about Birkenstocks. <laughs> no, oh, like sorry. Really You're right. making sure I made the right purchase. <laughs> I'm like, just buy the shoes. <laughs> be so happy you did. That's <laughs> true. Okay, so we both influence each other in shopping. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. So since you've been in this like studio ownership role, this leadership role, you've been, um, you know, probably shifting and changing the way that you work, the way that you do things. And then we kind of have this pandemic as, you know, just a little extra layer of fun uh, to move through, you know, no problem. Um, how is, how is this whole realm of like change in your life over the past three years? And, you know, even in the last year, maybe how has it changed your personal practice or affected it in any way? Like my personal yoga practice or, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yes. Oh, well, this year has been quite a doozy <laughs> and it has actually radically changed my yoga practice because so the pandemic started, as we know, in the spring and then summer I had, I was actually supposed to have the operation right like the week COVID came to the U.S. Well, what we know of is, you know, whatever we don't, we'll find out when it really came here, but um, when we like that week or some, like around that time was my operation and then they rescheduled it for June. So I had this big open heart operation, didn't go so great, ended up having a second open heart operation. And I've had a very big physical shift, let's say, and what I'm able to quote unquote do <laughs> with my body, I'm trying to be non-judgmental about my body right now my body moves in a different way than it used to <laughs> and it has different sensations. So <laughs> it's been a little much, um, but because of this big shift, my 
which is so wild. I even ha had a vinyasa practice with the, just the original situation that I did. So the vinyasa practice has not been as in, as important this year. Like I've done maybe a vinyasa or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and instead, you know, been doing more restorative and yin yoga, which is, oh my gosh, it's so healing. And I don't even know, I love vinyasa obviously, but what's gonna make us live like a hundred years or whatever, it's probably not vinyasa. It's probably more around yin yoga, restorative yoga. I think the healing benefits are so deep. So I focus more on these, um, you know, we call them gentler forms of yoga, but I don't always agree with that, especially with yin. And then the other huge shift for me was around yogic breathing, pranayama practice and meditation. And I just kind of went off the deep end a little bit this year with my love for meditation and mindfulness. And I just can't get enough. It's like, it's like all I care about right now. I don't know. <laughs> and my family and my children, but, <laughs> but I can't get enough. And I really, um, because I, it's like you say stuff to people all the time as a yoga teacher and trainer, and you're like, yeah, yeah, this sounds really good. Like, let me just say this thing. And then you realize one day that what you were saying was actually true. Cause you like, you're like, oh, I say that all the time, but I didn't even realize like, it's actually true. And that is like mindfulness and meditation. Like I'm always like telling, you know, trainees about the neuroscience studies that are out there and all of the ways that it actually changes our thinking because of how it changes your brain specifically like your middle prefrontal cortex like they can do imaging and see that it has changed over time and I feel finally like I'm starting to get that like I'm um I after my emergency surgery and an ICU and all that I started having panic attacks just having to get a shot, like anything medical at all, I would start panicking um, because I was unfortunately reliving that time. And today, this morning, you know, I had a doctor's appointment and was sitting there and I was feeling, I still can tell like I have more anxiety than another person might, but I'm really able to deal with it on such a deep level that it's not that I'm just dealing with it in the moment. It's that I have been practicing mindfulness and meditation this whole time and that it's like decreased my nervous system the baseline is lower like when I enter the clinic mm. so I'm starting to see some of those kind of lasting effects now so I'm sorry that was such a long answer and I love to talk about it so much that now Claire and I are doing like we're offering two mindfulness certifications Seppi and I just did a half day mindfulness retreat last week. Now we have meditation on the soul strong schedule three times a week with really talented meditation teachers. Um, and then we're doing another mindfulness half day retreat in the fall. And a lot of this is because just Seppi and I make a lot of the scheduling decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that it has just been personally transformative during this time. 
and people won it. Like people, we had to like beg people to come to a meditation class before COVID. And then we've been running these three classes, no problem. We, we had to, I don't know if you remember this, but we had an extremely amazing meditation teacher, Candace, who's still with us, credible. She was doing weekly meditation classes. No one was going. So then we tried like every other week, no one's going to try. So finally we did like once a month and okay, we had a couple people going. Now we have meditation three times a week, no problem. So, and we run series all the time. (laughs) It's like people have changed. Yeah. COVID has changed us on such a deep cultural level. Like we're obviously not even, we have very little awareness until later, like how it's changed us and the children and every, mm-hmm. every level, every age of our, of our culture. But one huge, very apparent shift is people are needing more tools and they want to be more intentional about wellness and their mental health. Mm, yeah, I, I, I can personally identify with your story. And um, I often have said that, like you said, that the softer, gentler practices are these yen and these restorative practices and, and meditation. Well, it's like, well, you're just sitting there or you're just lying on a bolster. Like it can't be all that healing or it can't be all that great. Like I've, I've had those same thoughts, even as a teacher and, you know, in my own personal practice, but you know, over, over time, I've come to realize that those are actually the practices that challenge us the most because you're Mm -hmm. having to meet yourself in your own mind in your, those longer held poses Mm -hmm. or you're seated in meditation and you're offered something to contemplate, um, or just simply just sitting there and breathing with yourself is those are, those are very challenging practices and we need them so much, so, so much, you know, aside from all the cool data that's out there, it's like, you can really feel a shift when you show up and, and experience these practices on a, on a consistent basis. I love that. I, I think that's so powerful to share with everybody who's listening. And of course we all love a good vinyasa class. Um, yeah. But, but maybe, yeah. maybe vinyasa is, a, is just a way in to these, yeah. these other practices. Um, so it's, you know, of course, meet yourself where you are when you, when you need, as we all do, when you need a little more active or, um, you know, a seated contemplative practice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, you know, vinyasa is, is, is an incredible practice. Um, and the, you know, the moving meditation part, the strengthening, the gains and flexibility, but, you know, for me, it, it might, depending on, you know, my state of what's going on with my body, you know, I might not always have a vinyasa practice um and so it's really it's like so silly this is like so I feel like niche like who even cares if you can't no person cares you know but it's like someone who was really in the yoga culture and like obviously spent a lot of time at yoga you know in the yoga studio and stuff it is like an ego issue it's like oh, I should really be able to do a crow pose. <laughs> you know, I train yoga teachers, like, of course I should be able to do this flashy pose. And um, 
yeah, it really doesn't matter. But you have to, it, it is like an ego issue for me. I'm just like, ugh, like this, who cares? Like, this is not what my body is asking for. And the practice of yoga is actually about turning inwards and listening. So like, <laughs> let's just listen and see what it needs. I don't think my body needs a crow pose today. <laughs> yeah. So silly. But it's, yeah, you can get really hooked in pretty quickly to the, you know, circus-like stuff. You know, it's fun. It's fun. Like the headstands, all that stuff is really fun. Mm-hmm. But my, my practice is, is really changing and changes dependent on like kind of what's going on with me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're listening and, and yeah. listening to the, to what you need versus the, the shoulds of, of studio ownership or, you know, teacher trainer of, you should be able yeah. to do all of this fancy stuff. And, and there's, I mean, there's definitely, like you said, it's fun. There's positives to it. Of course. It's confidence yeah. building. But, you know, is that really what you need in that moment? Who knows? You know, that's, that's up to you, you, the practitioner to decide. And if you're going to listen to it is, is the bigger piece. Someone told a really funny story the other day about, they, they are actually now finishing our yoga teacher training and they're really into yoga, but they're pretty new to yoga. So he came to a class like for the first time, I think maybe less, you know, less than two years ago. And Soul Strong was the first place he ever went. And he said one of the first classes he ever went to, <laughs> he like walks in and then everyone's like going around saying what they want to work on. And somebody goes, you know, I might just lay on my mat through the class. I think I just need to, you know, just lay here. And he was like, sure enough, like she laid there for an hour. <laughs> And it's Mallory was the teacher. Mallory's like a pretty intense. Yes, she is. Yoga teacher. <laughs> and he was like, I just thought this was like the coolest yoga studio that people were like, yeah, I'm just going to lay here. Like that's what my body needs. And I was like, yeah, because we were like so over the top supportive of like, listen to your body. Like all of the cueing among all of our teachers. I, I mean, you can't even go like five minutes without hearing it again, you know, just it, even a little, it's like so subtle, but they're always telling us like it's still starting to look to our body. So he just thought it was so funny. He was like, I'd never been any, like any kind of fitness class like that. <laughs> I'm just going to lay down for an hour. So I just thought that was so funny. I was like, that kind of represents us. We're very like, listen to your body and we're going to hold space for that. And we're going to cheer you on no matter what you're doing. As long as you're like listening, we're so excited. Yeah, I love that. And I can't think of very many studios that I've practiced in where that's maybe encouraged. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I, sometimes it's, it's more about like, oh, what's the person doing next to me? Like, I want to do what they're doing and they're not laying down on their mat, even though I'm exhausted. Okay. So headstand it is, you know, or right. whatever, you know, yeah. um, there's so, such a beautiful community that you've, that you both built that's so supportive and open and, um, you know, and, and even with the teachers too, I could see in some spaces where a teacher would see somebody who's like, I'm just going to lay on their mat. And they're like, are you okay? What are you doing? Are you, do, do you need anything? And the teacher person's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to rest, you know? 
Yeah. Even though you, yeah, even like the verbal and the allowing, like the physical space mm-hmm. for people to do the thing that they want is, is so beautiful. Yeah. And from a yoga teacher perspective, and we talk about this a lot in yoga teacher training, that if that is your philosophy, like, you know, my philosophy as a yoga teacher is to really hold a safe space, offer a well-sequenced class, but really people, the idea is that they have a curiosity around it within their own practice. Like, what does my body feel like doing? How do I feel in this pose? Where do I want to go next? And if you have that philosophy, then you cannot be offended when people are like, I'm just going to lay on the floor. Because I know when I was a new teacher, I would have been like, oh, they hit my class. Oh, it's because of me. Oh, it's because they don't like my sequence. Oh, it's because I don't know anything and I don't know how to teach. Like I would have immediately ripped myself apart. So the flip side is like, if that's your philosophy, like it is mine, I have to be super cool. The fact that like people are going to do their own thing, like people are totally going to, they're and they're going to do, you know, they're going to do like a crazy inversion when you don't offer it too, because that's what there is in their heart and that's what they're craving. So you just have to be willing to, to kind of release your ego a little bit and not stress like people, they're going to go off the beaten road a little bit. Yeah. 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 You have to make space for both. Yeah. Both directions. Yeah. Oh boy, I hear that. <laughs> like wanting wanting to fix and change of something that someone's doing that I exactly told them to do. <laughs> I'm like, do what you want. Oh my God. <laughs> but you're doing what you want. Now what? <laughs> That's a thing. For me, I have to say stuff like that because I'm so controlling. Like <laughs> I have to tell myself like, you told them to do what they wanted. Like, <laughs> and they're doing it. They're doing it. <laughs> Chill out a little. Chill out a little, Julie. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, okay, so we've we've talked um, a bit about your, you know, opening your studio, and I know, and I, or at least I can imagine that you and Seppi learned a ton about studio ownership over the past few years. If someone's listening right now who's interested mm-hmm. in opening a studio, what's mm-hmm. a piece of advice or a couple things that you would offer them to consider? <laughs> I think it goes, I, it is like, I know, I, I need to just like make a list for people of like, here's all the things to avoid. And then here's like the three things we did right. <laughs> <laughs> just go and just pay attention to that. But no, I mean, I think there are, I guess some like key learnings are, it's like so trite, but just know you're going to fail. Like not overall in general, (laughs) you're going to (laughs) be successful in general, but you're going to fail a lot. So like with any kind of risk taking comes failure and it might hurt. Like maybe nobody shows up to your grand opening. You know what I mean? Like there's just, you're going to try lots of things. I mean, we, in the beginning, tried all sorts of stuff. Like we thought, man, wouldn't it be great if we had childcare at Soulstrong? So we had this like whole complicated thing where we brought in a dance instructor and children went to the dance class and parents went to the yoga. And it was like so complicated. And 
it failed. Like it totally failed. And it stunk because I, I mean, obviously everyone got paid and they were totally fine, but I wanted us to have this like long-term relationship with this dance organization because they're so wonderful and so great with kids, but like it failed. And then of course, you know, the second you take something away like that, then you have new people show up and they're like, do you offer any kind of childcare? And it's like, well, we tried. So, <laughs> so there's, that is one example of like a thousand, you know what I mean? You just have to um, be able to kind of fail, fail again, fail again, fail again, fail again. Oh, something worked. And then fail again, fail again, fail again. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, uh, kind of stinks and it's a little bit brutal, but that's really the nature of entrepreneurship. So I would say, go ahead, expect to fail and, you know, use your, in the yoga industry, like use your yoga <laughs> and your meditation to help you through it. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is, and I have not figured this one out yet, but oh gosh, like, especially with COVID, this has been really hard, but uh, if it's not clear yet, like I'm big time people pleaser and it's really hard not being able to meet everyone and what they need. Like we tried so hard, like we built an entire, and you were part of this, you made such incredible videos. Um, but we like built a video library literally overnight, um, set up like a whole virtual system for our classes, like got an outdoor space going, like all this stuff to try to meet people's needs during COVID. And whatever you do, it's like never enough. Like it's never gonna be enough. You're never gonna offer things at the right time for everyone. And that is very painful for me. Like if I can't meet someone's needs, um, it really hurts my heart. <laughs> like with prenatal, you know, we just like could not get into a good rhythm with prenatal during COVID, um, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, prenatal is kind of a hard thing anyway, because like a little window of opportunity there. So you never build like a long-term community because most people don't get pregnant, like back to back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you kind of like make people come and go. And so that kind of fell apart during COVID. So stuff like that is, um, you just can't please, please everyone. And then I think the last thing that I've really learned is to really lean on the people though, that are very like supportive, loving, your raving fans, students, teachers, like people who want to help out in the community, like lean in and say, sure. Like, yeah, I would love some help. I'd love some support. And just um, people want to support businesses, small businesses. They want to support businesses that they believe in and that they love. And so, uh, so many people stepped in throughout the way to help and support us to stay open through fundraisers um, that we ran, you know, with our little Soul Strong Together shirts. We, we raised like, I want to say $5,000 from t-shirt sales, you know, right. stuff like that, like don't be shy, like let people, people help. Um, so that's been a kind of big, huge learning experience for me. And with mentoring others who are interested in business entre entrepreneurship and starting their own thing, 
you see so much fear around pricing, around asking for help. And it's, I have a very different perspective on it now. Like, oh, people actually want businesses that they love out in their community. And if people are offering help and are offering to pay you for things, like don't block your blessings. Like they want, that's part of their service to you. So let them. Um, so that's been like a big learning for me is just like accepting the help um, and having gratitude for it and just sending love right back. You know, as much love as we can give back to all, to our um, community of teachers and clients. But mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean, that's a big answer, but I feel like it's not a, you know, it's not, we're still a work in progress. Um, but I feel like we did learn a lot this year. And if you can make it through this, like you're doing pretty good. You're going to be all right. All those other business owners listening, like we made it, I think we're going to be okay. And I think 2022 hopefully will be pretty easy breezy. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. If you overcome a mountain like 2020 and, 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 you know, first half of 2021 as we speak, but, and yeah, know, fortunately it seems to, you know, people seem to be reemerging in, into their lives and, you know, back into studios. Um, it's, all the advice you offered is just so generous and, and incredible. I think, you know, not only people that are willing to or interested in opening studios, but other small business owners or people that are interested in stepping into the entrepreneurial space. Like that's just so generous and amazing advice that you offered. Thank you. So I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about your teacher training offerings because we may have some folks that are interested in a 200 hour or maybe furthering their yoga education, you know, either locally to the Austin area or online. So I was curious if you could tell us a little bit more about your offerings. Of course. So we've been running for a couple of years an in-person 200 hour and it's maybe the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I really did like teaching middle school though too, but I really like teaching yoga teachers. I can't get enough. And we have this wonderful in-person training. The one that we have on the schedule, we have a couple that are starting. One is in the fall, which is our traditional model where everything is in person. And we meet once a week, Tuesday nights for four hours for nine months. And it's really special. Like it is a very special program. We get to know each other very, very well. We've had three groups grow through and I feel very close to every single person who's graduated from that program. The second thing we have that's really new for us is a hybrid model. And that is where we meet for four intensive weekends in the summer. And then the rest of it is online. And that is pretty freaking awesome for a lot of reasons. It's convenient for people, especially people who work full-time because we're just doing the four intensives on the weekends and it's actually every other weekend. So we spread it out. And then the online program, it's really bizarre how life works. But prior to all of everything that I've talked about on the podcast, I was an instructional designer <laughs> and made like online trainings for te regular teachers in the classroom. 
And so I've used that skill set, which I really never expected to use again (laughs) and built out this 200 hour program. And it's full of such good content. I am so proud of it. Clara, who works with us, recorded a lot of the videos and they're outstanding. I recorded quite a few and we have just an assortment of guest lectures. So I don't feel like it's any kind of loss to do the online program at all because all of the wonderful guests that you get in the in-person, they're also in these pre-recorded online offerings and it's half the price. So we are trying because of the world radically changing and a lot of people um, lost their jobs, kept their jobs, but took a massive pay hit and the amount of money that they were earning. So we're trying to have more affordable options for yoga teacher training. So our hybrid is half the price. And then you have a year to complete it as well. And you have unlimited support from us. So you can like text, call me, email me, whatever. We can set up like, you know, Zooms, whatever you need, we'll get you um, feeling supported and ready to teach. And then the last option we have that's going up for sale, maybe this week or next, uh, depends on how quickly I work (laughs) this week and next, (laughs) is a only online offering. And that whole thing takes also a year. And you have the unlimited support from us. And it's like just this beautiful portal where all of your videos, you have a beautiful manual that June, who graduated from our program, is extremely talented graphic designer, uh, redid our whole manual. And it's just so beautiful. (laughs) But um, all of that kind of stuff, you have it for life. So like you have the, all the, anytime we update anything, you get the new version. And what we're really hoping for with all of these offerings is accessibility. So people like me, who I was at home for a few years and would not have been able to do anything. I wasn't strong enough. I couldn't go downstairs, you know, for example. So I wouldn't have... um, I wouldn't have been able to do like an in-person offering. So having accessibility for people like me who can't, you know, have spent lots of time homebound, um, bringing the yoga practice to them. Also just people who don't have a yoga studio close by, which is like plenty of people um, can't access a yoga studio or yoga teacher training. So there's a lot of different reasons. And then also just offering trainings at a lower price point. Yoga teacher training is expensive because it's a lot of time. Like the trainers spend a lot of time with you. And if you can do a lot of that pre-recorded, it brings down the cost for people. So, and they're all really high quality. We do our anatomy program with um, Leslie Kamenoff and Amy Matthews program that's online. And they're really, you know, you know, you've taken trainings with them, but so knowledgeable and so personable and just um, really bring a yoga perspective to anatomy and uh, physiology and movement. But mm-hmm. so really proud that we partner with them, but it's a great, they're all great options. They're just, you know, if you can do in person and you want that kind of face-to-face with other people in the room, you know, building that small community, 
that's a great option for you. If you want a little of both, need some extra flexibility with getting it done, the hybrid's a good one. And then if you really need accessibility from home, then the online is the way to go. And the online will be the by far the lowest price point. It's about a third the cost of it in person. Yoga teacher training. So it's been so wild this year. Like just after those surgeries, I had to get my mind off of it and to just start putting together a yoga teacher training, talking about these things that I love so much and believe in because a big part of our program is yoga philosophy and a big part of our program is accessibility, which I'm like literally, you know, in bed or using a walker, like writing about accessibility. It's a uh, healing for me. And I also feel like, Hey, I really know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving it. <laughs> like, what I like, you know, use a chair, use a block. I'm like, no, I really know this for sure. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like, this, this is, and when we talk about, you know, accessibility and yoga, it doesn't mean easy yoga, right? So I just feel like I work really hard on my practice and what I'm using, all sorts of modifications and props, my practice isn't easy. So I feel like I kind of know what I'm talking about in that arena of accessibility and yoga. So I'm really proud to incorporate what I've learned from other wonderful teachers, but also just what I've learned from living in this body. Um, it's kind of all in, wrapped up in the program. So we cover a lot. We cover a lot of really amazing philosophy, a lot of amazing history. And then because we love teaching so much, we cover a lot about teaching and creative teaching and teaching to whoever comes to your class and being true to your genuine self and your genuine voice and aligning your heart with your teaching and your purpose. We talk a lot about the business of yoga as well, so that if it doesn't exist, like Soul Strong didn't exist, we can help you to build that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, you know, obviously I, I've had the pleasure of being around you and, and your staff that are teaching in this program. And I, I just am in awe of each of you and the incredible knowledge that you bring, you know, from your, from your personal experience, from, from your training, it's, it's so incredible. And I've gotten to meet some of your training graduates too, and see them blossom in, into the teachers that they are now. And it's just so, so amazing. Yeah, it really is so well done. And if anybody's looking for a training out there, you should definitely consider Soul Strong. And if you're listening from, you know, outside of the Austin area, uh, an online training or even a hybrid, if you can drive in every other weekend, like for that kind of price is really rare. And um, for the, the quality, like that's, you just don't see that. So you should definitely check those out. Thank you so much. Thanks for the yeah. shout out. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I, I wouldn't if I didn't believe in it. So um, Thank you. And you mentioned the business of yoga, which is something that, um, <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> that, that you and I are both really passionate about. And I am honored and thrilled to, to be able to partner with you on this new offering that we're bringing out into the world called Soul Circle, which is a, a yoga teacher community monthly meetup. And I'm just thrilled. I just can't wait to bring it out into this world. I am too. I'm so honored that you are doing this with me. I can't, I told you before, um, Jessica and I were 
brainstorming ideas. And I was like, honestly, whatever is great. Cause I just want to spend time with you. So <laughs> <laughs> like, and I just want to plan with you. I just want excuses to have to like go eat together and talk together. And, um, you know, this soul circle thing, it's going to be amazing because obviously we're going to put our heart and soul into it and thought and expertise. And we're going to plan and, you know, we're, if anything, we're very organized people. So it's going to be very organized, everyone. But the other piece that is so amazing about Little Soul Strong is it's just a little magnet for greatness. Like we just open our doors and really incredible people seem to just roll on in. So I know that's going to happen with Soul Circle as well. We'll just have these monthly meetups where we will talk about different elements and entrepreneurship, business, the wellness world, getting started after a yoga teacher training, or once you've started and maybe things aren't going your way, you know, how to shift and what to do and helping you too with like kind of the nitty gritty things that you can't really ask anyone else because they'll have no idea what the heck you're talking about. Like my Pranayama series isn't selling. Your friends are be like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> We can help you with that. <laughs> but I think the big thing that Soul Strong has like proven again and again and again is like we attract just really wonderful, kind people who have such rich, meaningful experience and who just like are there to have a good time. I feel like whatever we end up doing here, whether that be like a workshop, a class, or I do this uh, business mentorship and we have Candace doing a uh, finding your voice mentorship the people who arrive are just like ridiculously amazing and we just have such a good time so that's what I'm excited about just holding space for these amazing people absolutely and just the space like you said for to be in community with people that understand what the heck you're doing with your life like this being a yoga teacher like moving through the wellness space can be you know, when you move outside of your immediate purview of people that have gone through it, it can be like, wait, what are you doing? Um, and why are you doing that? Like, it can feel a little esoteric. And it's like, I don't resonate with everybody who's offering a, you know, a, a community business conversation, like walking into the chamber might not be of commerce <laughs> might not be the right fit. So that's why I think, you know, I'm so excited. It's just like the conversations, like you said, the people that are going to come to this like safe space for how to us, for us to grow and have conversations and make connections through networking opportunities with one another. And I just can't wait to see what comes of it. It's going to be like, amazing. yeah. It's going to be really good. Uh, and it'll just be so fun to hang out with everyone once a month and check in. Um, but also, I always say this, it's funny because yoga, you know, is like, there's such a huge like philosophical element of all of it. But part of yoga is discipline from a philosophical standpoint, uh, tapas, right? So we have, we have to have this discipline component too. And so I think with offerings like this, we can be strategic and really educate ourselves so that we're not just, I mean, you're such an expert in so many things, but specifically event planning, right? Like who in the yoga wellness industry is like an expert in event planning? I don't really know anyone. And that when I talked about fail, fail, fail at the beginning, if I had had, you know, more 
time with you and your consulting expertise, I would have obviously saved myself a lot of heartache, but also some money too up front. Uh, we spent a lot of money in failed things in the beginning, failed events. Um, so to really save people some time and just right away, like in other industries, we call these like subject matter experts. So like when you're working on a big project and you need to just consult with someone, you just do. Like if you work for a big company, they hire an expert and they bring them in. And I feel like in the yoga world, we don't really have anything like that. Like when people don't understand why no one's clicking on their Facebook ad, it can be really, really stressful as a single entrepreneur out there in the wellness world. Cause like, well, what the heck do I do now? Like, do I pay someone two grand to try to figure this out? Like I'm Googling it. I'm not figuring it out. Like, I don't understand this algorithm and like how to set this up. And so I think with stuff like this with, and we're making the cost like in my, you know, very accessible because we know uh, it's really tough as a yoga teacher, especially in the beginning, making it as accessible as we possibly can. We can help you with that. We can help connect you with that type of expertise. Um, and I just don't know where else you would get that actually. No, I don't know. I'm bringing my questions. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Me <My> too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And it, you know, to your two points that you made is like, you know, when I graduated my teacher training, I wanted something like this. I wanted a community of people that were in a similar space to ask these questions because I, you know, you, you finish your training from this community aspect and then you almost feel like you're tossed out of the nest and you're like, okay, now what? Um, so that's one yeah. thing I love about it. And just as we both said, we we're still on this path. Like we've not ascended to perfection, you know, <laughs> book closed and, you know, story over. It's like, it's, it's a forever process. And so we get to process and be on the journey with everybody who, who joins us in the soul circle. So I'm stoked about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, I mean, it's, it's a really unique offering and it's just so cracks me up that we're in Round Rock. Like we're not in Manhattan, you know what I mean? Like we're just like, <laughs> we're not in like a hub, like San Francisco. Like, I don't know. It's just really, um, it, I don't know. I think the talent in our community is really so special, but so special that it like makes me laugh how ridiculously talented everyone is. And also just completely like so smart and has all these random skill sets. We have a really unique community. I, I don't know, like just that, you know, like our Mallory, who I talked about as the really hard yoga teacher earlier, she just also happens to be an attorney. And so she put together for our yoga business mentorship uh, entrepreneurs, she was like, oh yeah, like I'll put together a little package. So she put together like a really affordable package for new yoga entrepreneurs who need to know like the ins and outs of liability waivers and some other types of contracts that you would need upfront when starting a business. So it's like, oh yeah, Mallory, she's an attorney. Like she'll just put that together. And she just sells this little package for a really affordable price. And we have so many examples like that from like within our own soul strong community of people who have really deep expertise in something. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. I can help you. I can do that. 
So I think we're going to have some really cool conversations and some really great guest speakers, but yeah, yeah, we're going to get to hold space for some really great people. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yep. Is it time yet? (laughs) (laughs) So we we talked about some amazing teacher training. You've got some really cool mindfulness programs that you're about to launch. Um, you know, what, what else you got out there? Any, anything else you want to share for people to, to grab onto and dive in with you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I promote my free hour of meditation? You can absolutely. <laughs> like my, my full hour. So then if you're in Round Rock or in the area, I recommend coming to our smaller location, Soul Strong Sanctuary, and you can find this all on our website, but Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. we have soul hour and it's just a free hour of community meditation and I do have some important jobs. I bring down meditation cushions. I usually burn something before everybody gets here so the space is very energetically clean. I also make sure there's hot tea ready, water, and music. But really I just hang out and meditate with everyone And it's funny because I started this a couple months ago and no one has been coming, (laughs) but I'm just like, I won't give up because I'm like, I want to meditate on Sunday mornings at Sanctuary. It's like the most, I freaking love being here. And it really sets my whole week up for success, like spending that hour of quiet meditation. But I just have this like gut feeling people are going to start coming. And then I saw today, like, at least four people are signed up for this Sunday. And I was like, what's happening? But it's just a free offering. And once um, our schedule gets a little, we're, we're right now, everything's like in transition. We're like adding a lot of stuff back and everything because of the shutdown and then the reopen. And now it's opening up even more. But long story short, I'd like to add another soul hour during the week as well. So I really like this idea of just like, using our space for the community and for quiet meditation for people to just come in. So that's like a big thing that I'd love to promote is our free hour of meditation. And then other than that, I mean, we have a lot going on. We have all sorts of classes. You're doing a big event. There might be a ticket left. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Is that June 19th? Yes. Is that right? Yes. That's 19 is like, is my lucky number. So June 19th, um, we have a summer sounds event with you. That will be such a blessing. And I'm in your sound training, which I'm so excited about. So one day there'll be a big sound event with me and my little Tibetan singing bowl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One day I'll be like you, but no, I, I like to be spoiled by sound, but I don't do very much sound making myself. Doing know, a good we have job. so many wonderful events. We have like we have so much good stuff coming up. Um, so definitely check out our events page on our schedule. And I know too, we just added back stand up paddleboard yoga for the first time since COVID. Amazing. And uh, those those are selling really fast. And I'm not surprised because I think I was just telling Maddie, I was like, people want to just and she's our manager. I was like, people just want to get out of their house right now. Yes, they do. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So whatever we're putting up, people are buying right now because I think they just want an excuse to leave their house. 100%. 100%. 
100%. Yeah, lots of fun stuff on the events calendar, but that free soul hour, you can bring your family. Come on down. Bring yeah. Anyone you want, bring your dog. <laughs> Everyone's welcome. <laughs> you bring your cat. You have a cat? Yeah. Yes. I don't know if anybody wants me to bring the cat, but I'll let her know. I'll see if her schedule's free. <laughs> uh, too funny. Well, cool. So, how can we find you? Well, you can Google Soul Strong Yoga. That's probably the easiest way, but it's Soul Strong Yoga TX for Texas.com. And then you can find us on all the social media platforms, Soul Strong Yoga. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much for this chat. It was so much oh, fun. My pleasure. Yeah, you're amazing. Maybe we can do this every day, all day. Yes. <laughs> Let's schedule one for next week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for having me. And I love your podcast name. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so so much for being here. Thanks for listening to Third Eye on the Prize. Got an idea or something to share with Jessica? DM her on Instagram at at jessicacross.co and let her know what's on your mind. We're so grateful for your support, especially as a small woman-led business. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. Thank you.